Christ's command to his followers before his ascension to heaven was for them to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Our Lord did not intend for the good news of his death and resurrection to stay local, but instead it was to be taken globally. In this third section of Acts, the adventure continues as the gospel is taken to the ends of the earth. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study. Only God truly knows when or where your greatest work is going to be accomplished. I think when we get to heaven someday, we may all be surprised that the people we thought were accomplishing the most actually were not doing the greatest work. And that sometimes what we thought was the biggest thing we could accomplish was actually not the most important thing we could have accomplished. Only eternity will tell what our greatest work was. I want to tell you that humanly speaking, a man's greatest work is done at home. It's not what he accomplishes in public before everybody's eyes. It's what he gives himself to in private. You see, spiritually speaking, a man's greatest work is done with his family. It begins at home. None of us is a better Christian than the Christian we are in the privacy of our own home. And if you want to really know what kind of Christian a person is, you you better ask his family because they truly know. We've come in our study to Acts chapter number 21 to a man that you're going to be familiar with because we've studied about him already a couple of times in the book of Acts. But this is the final mention of his life, and it is the man known as Philip the Evangelist. Paul and the missionary team have made their way now to Caesarea Maritime, Caesarea by the sea, uh, where Philip and his family live. And they stay in his house. Listen to Acts 21, verse 8 and verse 9. And the next day we that were of Paul's company departed and came unto Caesarea, and we entered into the house of Philip the evangelist, which was one of the seven, and abode with him. And the same man had four daughters, virgins, which did prophesy. Now, this is really interesting, but the first time we got acquainted with Philip was when he was serving as a deacon. Then we got a picture of Philip as a preacher. Remember him preaching? A great revival broke out in Samaria. Then we get a picture of him as a personal witness dealing with the Ethiopian eunuch in the desert. But when you get to Acts chapter number 21, though he is still Philip the evangelist, he is still one of the seven, He is still preaching and witnessing. The emphasis now is on his family. We find out that he has four daughters, girls who are living pure lives and who themselves are serving the Lord. You see, in the early mentions to Philip, we see his connection to the family of God. But in the last mention of Philip in Acts 21, we see his connection to his own family. I think there's some significance here because The most lasting thing you will ever do with your life is invest in the family that God has graciously given you. Philip's last mention gives his lasting legacy. This was his greatest work. And friends, this is our greatest work. Don't miss the greatest thing God has given you to do on planet Earth. May I give you just a few observations from his life. First of all, I would point out that Philip was still faithful to the work of Christ and his church. It's interesting, this phrase, which was one of the seven, because that takes us all the way back to the beginning of the book of Acts. If you remember in our study, 
uh, with the original deacons. Uh, But this man was not just one of the deacons in that church. He was a true disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. That connected to every area of his life and to all of his life. When you come to Acts 21, this is about 20 years after those first deacons were appointed. I wonder, where will I be in 20 years? Where will you be in 20 years? Now, I hope we're all with the Lord. Uh, But if the Lord tarries his coming and allows us to live, will you still be faithful to Christ 20 years from now? Will you still be faithful in the work of the local New Testament church 20 years from now? I'm thinking of so many people who began so strong and yet somewhere along the way faltered and fell by the wayside. This was a man who was faithful, just going on with the Lord. He's not in the public spotlight like he was before. Uh, He is not as prominent in the events of the book of Acts as the Apostle Paul is by this point, and yet he is still faithful to what God has given him to do. The Bible says that most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find It is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. You see, this is something all of us can be. All of us can be faithful. Our greatest work is in our own faithfulness to Christ and his church. A second thing I would show you is that he was still carrying on the work of the gospel. Now, how do we know that? Because this is where he is identified as Philip the evangelist. He's not in retirement. Just because he's living in a beautiful city on the seacoast doesn't mean he's doing nothing for the Lord. No, this man is defined and identified as a man who's consumed with the gospel. What is your life's work? What is your life's message? It's not what you do for a living. No, if you're a a gospel Christian, your life's work is to help everybody know who Jesus is. And your life's message is the message of the good news of salvation through Jesus Christ. I do think it's significant that Philip, in this verse, is not calling himself the evangelist. He was called this by others. He was known for his passion for the good news and the work of the gospel. May that be true of my life. Our greatest work is in carrying on the work of the gospel. A third thing I would point out to you about this man is that he was still encouraging others in the work of the Lord. You'll notice this is where Paul's missionary team was hosted. 20 years before, uh, Saul And those like him had driven this man from his own home through the persecution. My, how things have changed. And now here is Philip the evangelist willing to sacrifice his life, to identify with these despised preachers, willing and desirous to encourage them. Paul, remember, headed to Jerusalem, difficult days ahead. But don't you know Philip the evangelist encouraged him greatly? Friend, if you'll just show Christian hospitality and partnership, if you'll demonstrate the love of God, the Lord will use you to accomplish His great work in this world. Our greatest work is connected to the greatest thing in the world, and that's the love of God. And so here's a man still faithful to the work of Christ and the church, still carrying on the work of the gospel, still encouraging others in the work of the Lord, And then a fourth thing, and I think this is really the great emphasis here, he was still influencing the next generation. Because in this passage, we don't just see Philip the evangelist, we see his four daughters. And notice that they were raised the right way. The Bible says they were virgins. Someone had taught them something about purity, about holiness of life, The Bible says that they did prophesy. They were speaking the word of God. They were witnessing for the Lord. 
I think they saw something so real in their daddy that they wanted it in their own lives. Friend, I want to tell you, your greatest work is in raising your own children and grandchildren to love and serve Jesus Christ. If we're going to pass the test, we've got to do our homework. And our great mission is not just to accomplish something with our life, but to prepare the next generation to give the truth. Uh, Read Psalm 127. Uh, These arrows in our hand, they're not made to be held on to. They're made to be sent. They go beyond where we are. They, They advance the cause of Christ. We're preparing our children to speak with the enemies in the gate. You know, I think it's interesting that every recorded word of Philip uh, in Scripture is about Jesus. Uh, this is, this is uh, the passion of his life. He's consumed with Christ. But that wasn't just seen in his sermons publicly. This started at home, and it continued to the end. May the Lord help every one of us today to do our greatest work and to start right where we are with those we live with. May the Lord help all of us to do the work he has left us to do. Though no more scripture is being written, the story of the furtherance of the gospel is being written at this very moment, and we get to be part of that story. The heart of our Savior is as passionate for the lost today as it was just before he ascended in Acts 1. Will you get in on what God is doing in the world today to reach the lost with the gospel? This is why Enjoying the Journey exists, to encourage and to equip you in the work of the gospel. Whether it is through the daily broadcast or the many resources on our website, Scott and all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team are passionate about people coming to know Christ as Savior. We pray that you truly will enjoy the journey But we also pray that you will bring others with you on your journey of following Christ.